In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. I don't know about you, but I've been starting to notice that the season of Lent is one where we tend to not be quite in the present moment, but we're looking backwards or looking forwards. The past few weeks, we've been called into this time of reflecting upon our lives as they have been, especially last week in the gospel where we were called to take account of the ways that we might need to be forgiven, the way we might need to forgive others. We've been doing a lot of contemplation and looking at the way our lives have been. And then here we are in the fifth Sunday of Lent, and it's easy for us to want to spring forward. Rehearsals for Palm Sunday and Easter and Holy Week looming. Those wonderful Easter tulips already springing up in our memorial garden. It would be kind of normal for us to want to spring ahead at this point in the Lenten season. So I ask, where are we today? Where are you today? My husband, Robert, can tell you how readily I can be discovered in a moment either looking back or springing ahead and totally unaware of the present moment. There have been times where I've been caught up gazing off into the distance, reviewing what had happened earlier in the day or earlier in the week or even years before, or springing ahead to my checklist, thinking, okay, how am I going to achieve this goal and do this and that? And out of the cloud of my mind, I hear, Allison, Allison, are you listening to me? Are you here? The answer is no. Sorry, Robert. Where are you today? Are you here? Are you aware of this moment? What's going on inside of you? Of what's going on around you? Are you caught up somewhere in the past or the future? The gospel lesson this morning is the ultimate lesson in sensing and experiencing what is happening now. So let's set the scene. We have these characters. We have Jesus, and then we have a group of siblings, Martha, Mary, and Lazarus, and then some disciples, and the only one among them who's named is Judas. Well, you remember Martha and Mary pretty well, right? Martha and Mary, who in the Gospel of Luke, we have that famous story where Jesus goes to their home for another meal. Martha is hurriedly rushing around, making preparations, looking ahead. What's going to happen next? How is this dinner going to be put on the table? Then you have Mary. And what's Mary doing? She's right there in the moment, listening. Enthralled by the now. Wanting to take this chance right here to be with the Savior, Jesus, to glean the wisdom that is in that room. You may recall the last time we encountered Martha and Mary here at St. Wilfrid's in this place. It was whenever their brother Lazarus had died. 
The last time they appeared in the Gospel of John was when Lazarus was a rotting corpse in a tomb. Martha and Mary had ran to find Jesus, and Jesus went knowing that it was too late and wept. And his heart was so filled with compassion that Lazarus was stirred and rose out of the tomb, grave clothes on him and all. So here they are again. Martha, Mary, Lazarus, Jesus and the disciples, and I can imagine that they are celebrating. Lazarus is alive. Jesus is in their midst. This is a wonderful celebration. And Mary, in this moment, teaches us about the power of now. She doesn't need to remind everybody as she carries this pound of blessed, fragrant oil into the room. She doesn't need to remind them that that was the same oil that they used to anoint Lazarus when he had died. She need not say aloud the reality that soon Jesus will die himself. She isn't focused on what has happened or what is to come, but on what is happening right there in that room. And she doesn't care how others are going to perceive what she's about to do. She just does it. The unthinkable. She takes that pound of wonderful scented oil. It's worth a year's wages. To the average person here in this room, that's $44,000 worth of oil. And she pours it onto Jesus' crusty, dusty, dirty human feet. And she doesn't stop there. She takes her hair, this woman in the company of a man at his feet, and wipes her hair on them. She pours out the most precious resource she has so that she can become as close as she can to Jesus in his thoughts, in his emotions, in his suffering, so she can understand him. Mary is teaching us the ultimate act of compassion, being with someone in the moment, understanding as profoundly as possible their suffering. She's portraying that by being there and pouring out everything she has onto Jesus' feet. Then you have Judas. Judas is in the room as this is happening, this incredible moment, this incredible thing, not perceiving at all what is going on. He's thinking about what was, what is to come. He's filled with anxiety. And he's thinking, why is Mary doing this? Why doesn't she sell this and give the money to the poor, give it to to my coffer, where I can take some of that money for myself. Jesus isn't going to have any of it and pulls everyone back into the fullness of that moment and says, leave her alone. And then he quotes a passage from Deuteronomy. Everyone in that room would have immediately recognized it, having heard Torah year after year, you will always have the poor among you. And when we hear that, we think, oh, well, Jesus is, must be dismissing ministry among the poor. But everyone in that room knew that wasn't at all what Jesus meant. They immediately recognized that passage in its context, 
where Jesus is calling the people of Israel to extravagant generosity, to cancel the debts of those who are poor, to be open-handed in providing for the needs of all. He's proclaiming the moment, the year of the Lord's favor, to give generously to those in need, to do so without a grudging heart. Jesus is calling Judas out. Jesus knows Judas's intentions in asking the question about what's being done with that oil. And it's not about the poor. It's not about the one in need. It's not about the other. It's about himself. He was not immersed in what was going on around him, the need of the moment to be honored, but he was carried away by his own distractions, his own covetous self. How often do we find ourselves like Judas, responding to a moment, brought back into it, but carried away by our own limited, self-centered perspectives? What if we could be more like Mary, fully in the now, fully in the moment, and sensing the profundity of the moment, not in light of our own thoughts, our own feelings, but in light of the feelings and thoughts and experiences of those around us. The prophet Isaiah spoke to this kind of understanding and said, I am doing a new thing. Do you not perceive it? Do you not perceive what is happening around you right now? Are you not aware of the realities, the sufferings, the joys, the lives of those around you right now? This is what the Apostle Paul meant when he said, I want to know Christ. I want to know the power of his resurrection. I want to share in his sufferings by becoming like him in his death. Become aware of the moment in your midst. What is happening here, right here, right now? What is happening beyond yourself? Do you not perceive it? Around you right now are others who are in the midst of moments in their lives. People who are celebrating, who are suffering, who are living, who are dying. And in your life beyond these walls, the experiences are the same. They're rich and teeming with the possibilities of compassion, of suffering with, of celebrating with the other. Many of you are aware, and some of you might not be aware, but this week, this moment, marks the death as we know it, of a ministry that matters much to our community at St. Wilfred's. In this moment, we are facing the final week of full services provided to the clients at Beach City's Interfaith Services. Just this last month, we were able to serve, along with others in our community, over 400 people in need of groceries alone. And on Saturday, we are helping to pack up everything at that location and put it in storage. And on Good Friday of all days, the BCIS board is going to hand over the keys to the city to our Main Street facility 
out of which we've assisted people in these operations for years. But in this moment, we know that we just this past week have received approval from the Huntington Beach Design Review Board for a new facility on Gothard Street. And in the coming months, we will open our doors once again to serve those who are hungry in our midst. And I found out that there are churches in our community that are feeding people meals on nearly every single day of the week. God is doing a new thing. Can we not perceive it? Do we know the stories of the work of the people among us, those who've served on the board, those who have worked week in and week out to provide the, for the needs of those who are poor in our midst? Do we know those stories of what they have done? And those of you who have served and you know the people who have come in week in and week out, have you shared the stories of their lives with those among you? What is our precious oil that we have to pour out in this moment? We are called to a particular time and a particular place that is right now. We are awaiting death. We are awaiting resurrection. Do we not perceive the amazing possibility of this moment? We have an opportunity to pour ourselves out fully into the reality that well, this ministry as we know it is dying before us, the seeds of resurrection are germinating in our midst. Christ is in our midst, calling us to this moment. Do we not perceive it? And what else might be happening right here and right now in our midst that calls us to compassion? Are you here? Are you alive and awake in this moment? How might you glorify Christ in it? Amen.